0: Hi, and welcome to New Books in Caribbean Studies. I'm your host, Alejandra Bronfman. My guest today is Ernesto Bassi. He's the author of An Aqueous Territory Sailor Geographies and New Granada's Trans Imperial Greater Caribbean World. This is a book which challenges us to shift our geographic imaginaries so they're more in tune with the ways that sailors and other historical actors perceive them in the 18th and 19th centuries. It's a fascinating read, due, among other things, Bassi's strategy of seeking out political and intellectual projects that didn't happen, but still matter. Hi, Ernesto. Welcome to the program. Hi,
1: Alejandra. Thanks for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So um, this is a terrific book. Uh, before we start talking about it, I wanted to talk a little bit about you. Can you tell us what's your background and how did you arrive at this concept of the trans imperial greater Caribbean world. How did you come to be a historian of this trans imperial greater Caribbean world?
1: Okay. So I so I guess I can I can start by saying that I that I came late to history but but not to the Caribbean. I I didn't I I I did a, I have a BA in economics. Uh, I didn't like economics that much. So I, so I shifted to history. I did an MA in history and then I went for the, for the PhD in history. But I, but I didn't come late to the Caribbean because I am from, from Colombia. I am from Northern Colombia, from a city called Barranquilla. And, uh, and we Barranquilleros are proud of calling ourselves a uh, Caribbean, right? Uh, but, and this, this here, I get more into the, the, the essence of how I, Came to the to the book and to to, to a book that that, that started as a, as a dissertation right so I started my PhD thinking that I was going to do a, a sort of a, a local history of, of Caribbean Colombia inspired by lots of, of great uh, historians of, of Caribbean Colombia that have that have uh, written many many local histories that clearly position Caribbean Colombia within the Colombian nation right uh, I was thinking that I wanted to to do something different uh, to to perhaps to position Caribbean Colombia in a larger Caribbean world. Uh, at an early stage in my PhD uh, studies, I I took a world history seminar, uh, which which really helped me to to. To, to think transnationally and to think about connections and to think about, the, about many of the connections that are at the, at the heart of, of my book. There was also another, another key moment I remember before, before beginning my PhD program where I went to a, to, a, to, to, a, to a meeting of the ACH, the Association of Caribbean Historians, uh, in Cartagena, Colombia, in 2005, And I remember during that during that uh, meeting there was sort of a running joke about the about this being the first time that the association meets outside the Caribbean, right? And to me that was shocking because I have always thought of Cartagena as a as a very Caribbean city, right? Uh, But I I guess I didn't have any any sort of uh, methodological tools to do something with with that at at that time. But then in my early in my PhD program in in a in a graduate seminar on Caribbean history i wrote a paper about the the importance of being caribbean in which i reflected on that on that that i called the the cartagena joke and 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 i guess between that i, I guess that that was the moment where i started to think uh, more seriously about about okay what is it that that makes a northern colombia or the northern provinces of what in the 18th century was the 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 royalty of new granada what is it that makes this space this 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 area of the of 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 the world what is it that makes it that that makes it part of the caribbean
0: so just pushing on the title a little bit more because i think it's very rich and it really gives us a sense of the theoretical framework that you're working with what do you mean by an aqueous territory? Um, and and after that, after you answer that question, um, I I wanted to hear just a little bit about how you situate yourself within and against historiographic traditions. So, which are the most important ones that you that you break wide open?
1: Okay, so so the the title and aqueous territory. By the way, one of the most difficult words to 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 pronounce that <laughs> I have encountered. <laughs> but the the. The idea behind behind that is that in so in my description in my explanation of the of 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 this geographic space that I call the transimperial Greater Caribbean, I I refer to it as an aqueous territory, uh, and it's the 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 idea behind it is to is that in uh, and this also goes a bit to the to the question on the on on the historiographic uh traditions that i that i deal with uh, there is a way in which in lots of the atlantic history that i that i read the the sea appears as a as a as an interval between places right uh, uh, um, historian John Gillies, uh, I, I think, speaks of of, of 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 the of the sea as 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 being a place, as not being not just an interval between ports where the real history happens, right? And in and and this this was very clear to me in reading in in the archive in reading about sailors, uh, in uh, that that lots of lots of lots of action was happening. In the high seas, right on board ships, so far from being just an interval between ports, the the sea was full of history, right? The the sea is history, as 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 poet Derek Walcott uh, said, right? So that that idea uh, uh, stuck with me. That idea that idea so clear in in, the, in Derek Walcott's poem. Uh, became became central to my idea of, of of thinking of the sea as as territory, thinking of the sea as place, but of course it is not it is not land. So so I I, I played there with the with the with 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 words and and came up with 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 an aqueous territory, uh, also a little bit based on the on on the idea that there is a that there that there is a clear distinction between terrain and territory uh, in somewhat simplistic terms terrain can be can be uh, interpreted as, as, as associated with, with, with emptiness uh, while territory is is, is 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 full of full of signs and symbols that 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 signal uh, occupation right
0: yeah. So, which of the so which of the big historiographic traditions that you take on? Which do you think is the most crucial? So, I I think I I would say I
1: would I would say I would say it's 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 Atlantic history and and, and Caribbean history uh, both. Uh, in terms of Atlantic history, I. I so, I, in a way, although I, I was I was trained as a as a, as a Latin American h- historian, uh, lots of my readings were in were in Atlantic history, right? And and the and I guess in the last uh, two decades, uh, a number of historians have explored this idea that 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 borders that imperial borders in in the Atlantic world were were porous, fluid, hybrid. Uh, that permeability characterized uh, these these borders, but but there wasn't. I feel, but there was still a very, uh, I would call it a a a a heavy historiographical uh, baggage that that depicts the 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 Atlantic as a as a realm of separated empires, right? Uh, David Hancock, uh, he speaks of, of uh, a bit autocritically. He he speaks of the of of historians thinking of the Atlantic as if it was, uh, uh, as if as if we were studying something that he calls it, an age of imperial self sufficiency, right? Uh, and I wanted to explore these these the, the the connections and the border crossings and the and the archive was very helpful because the moment I started seeing uh, following sailors. It was clear that they were crossing all sorts of all sorts of borders, but there's also the so. But there's also the 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 my my take on 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 Caribbean history and on and on the question what is the Caribbean and I felt that that lots of the 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 fantastic Caribbean history that I that I that I read was was sort of thinking of the Caribbean in terms of 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 the plantation right the 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 idea uh, that that plantation societies in a way defined the Caribbean. An idea with which I actually agree, but I but I also like to think of of several ways of defining a region, whether it is the Caribbean or or Latin America. I uh, and I think this uh, so thinking thinking the Caribbean otherwise became an became an impetus for my for for my project.
0: So one of the things you do that right away and drawing from the, from the archive in really interesting ways. And one of the things that happens are that, are that the maps, almost all of the maps in the book have the sea at the center. Um, it's so interesting. Um, and, um, one of the first ones has Kingston right at the center. So all of these things are, are all these ships are moving back and forth to Kingston and you make a very compelling case. For Kingston being um, at the center of a lot of trans-imperial networks, how does that come about? So I think of I I think of Kingston in this uh,
1: second half of the 18th century, first two decades of the of the of the 19th century. Uh, Especially after the after the Seven Years' War, I think of Kingston as, as the as the commercial capital of the of of the world that I studied as the commercial capital of the Trans-Imperial Greater Caribbean. And a very important thing here is that that so th- this idea of Kingston as a as a commercial capital of the Trans-Imperial Greater Caribbean uh, emerged from the from the British archives, right? I I approached the British archives uh, with a with having previously done my, my sort of archival research in the Spanish archives, uh, where there are lots of complaints about about contraband trade with Kingston, right? Uh, but there are also many instances, especially in the sec- uh, after the after the Seven Years' War and even more so after the American Revolution, uh, where the Spanish archives show also a, a a legal trade with with Kingston. But the Spanish archives are. Uh, are also also provide very incomplete information in the sense that 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 there's much more information for Cartagena than for other uh, ports that I discovered and there have been almost equally as 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 important as as Cartagena ports like Santa Marta, Portobelo, Rio Riohacha, which appear prominently in the in the in the first chapter of the book. But so then when I when I when I went to the to the British archives, uh, I went through through big tables of the of of the of of the 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 shipping returns for kingston right and the shipping returns for kingston uh, include uh, tables that are about a uh, foreign foreign vessels and it turned out that uh, after 1766, with the British passing the the Free Ports Act and a series of of laws that they that they passed uh, start that they passed starting in the 1766 and renew and expanded throughout the the 18th century and the first two decades of the of the 19th century, uh, those acts made it legal for foreign vessels to be in Kingston. So the the trade. That many times in the eyes of Spanish authorities was illegal and therefore didn't show up systematically in Spanish records was actually there in the British in the British records. So I so I was able to work with 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 tables of 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 information about about Spanish ships entering Kingston, entering not only Kingston but also other free other free ports in 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 Jamaica like Montego Bay. Uh, San San, Lu, San San Lucia, but but it was very very clear that the, that the that the great bulk, the vast majority of the trade was happening with Kingston. So the the, the information was sort of there in the British archives, uh, waiting for for a historian to 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 uncover.
0: So in some ways. The the main character, well, in 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 almost every way, the main characters of this book are the, the sailors. The ships came back and forth to Kingston and other ports, but it was the sailors that were on them that were doing all of this um, imagining of political boundaries in different kinds of ways. And you you talk about them as uh, engaging in everyday acts of region making, which I found a really intriguing phrase. And I wonder if you could tell us what you mean by that.
1: So I I've. What I mean by that is that that so in a way I I make the case that 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 sailors uh, with their constant mobility with their back and forth with their circulation they they create this region right they create this trans imperial greater Caribbean they create it through their daily mobility so so this is the the everyday. Every everyday acts of, of, of region making. Uh, for me, it was it was important. So, so, following sailors allowed me to to think of regions otherwise, right? Not just of the Caribbean, but of thinking uh, deeply about what what do we mean by region? Uh, how are regions defined, right? And I came to to conclude that that. That there are actually multiple ways of defining a region. I I, I I think I think the work the the work the recent work of of of, of Stuart Schwartz uh, and and Sherry Johnson actually is a very good case for thinking about natural phenomena like hurricanes as as region makers. Right? Hurricanes happen in a in a in in a in a certain area right in certain uh, there's a there's a there's a hurricane belt right uh, similarly I I thought of I, I uh, a similar idea is behind the idea of defining the, the the Caribbean based on the on 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 the on on Plan, on the plantation, right—the the idea that plantation societies are, are key to defining the, the Caribbean. So here, I wanted to let to let the people that I study, or to let the sailors that I followed, show me the the world they inhabited, right? So, uh, their mobility became uh, the key variable, so to speak, uh, that defined my region, that defined my Caribbean, that defined my trans-imperial Greater Caribbean.
0: So the other set of actors that's that's very intriguing and also quite mobile are the indigenous actors and you make a really compelling case for the Kuna and the Wayuu as cosmopolitan, technologically sophisticated, multilingual How do you think we need to rethink the category and the role of indigenous people in the greater Caribbean world and in the historiography?
1: In in several ways. So there's there's a there's a Still dominant narrative of 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 the Caribbean as a as a in a, in in a way as a, as an Indian-less uh, space, right? Uh, so the narrative emerging from the from the early uh, early early conquest period, early contact, which resulted in a vast massive depopulation to the so so to to the point of of extinction, basically, right? Of of, of uh, and. So, so therefore it seemed important to to simply notice the presence of the, the uh, of of indigenous people in the caribbean right in a caribbean that 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 was a a, a greater caribbean right in the coasts in the northern and uh, the northeastern and northwestern coast of what is today today colombia but it was not just the matter of 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 seeing them, but it was also very interesting to see the 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 actions in which they are engaged, because there is there there tends to be, although there is there is fantastic study, fantastic recent recent story on 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 indigenous interactions with 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 Europeans uh, that that does away with this, but but there is a there is still a a a. a Perhaps it's fair to call it a, a myth, right, or, or an idea of, of indigenous people as being primitive, as being as being sort of uh, fixed in time, and therefore it became it became crucial for me to to see that, that the Wayu of the Guajira Peninsula and the Kunas of the of the Darien were were basically interacting with, with, with Europeans. In their own terms, they were engaging in in in, in diplomatic relations. They were uh, against the idea of of, of indigenous uh, people as being primitive. They were uh, they were buying, selling, and using weapons. They were they were managing to remain unconquered to repel. All um, multiple spanish attempts to 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 enter their, their their native territory by showing them that they had the the the, the more ad- advanced british weapons right uh, Spanish officers were complaining that that there was nothing they could they could do against the when 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 they were up against the the wayu because the Wayú were were superior in terms of of weapon uh, the cunas when when they were engaging in diplomatic negotiations with 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 Spanish authorities, or when they were engaging in trade with with with, with British authorities, or when they went to Jamaica, uh, when they traveled to Jamaica to obtain weapons, or or, or even to visit Jamaican officials, uh, they were they were engaging with these with these supposedly superior European actors. The indigenous people were engaging with them in in different languages. Uh, so, the, so, so it was very clear that the indigenous people were were actors in their own right. That they were uh, nowhere close to this notion of of the of the primitive uh, of the primitive Indian, right?
0: Yeah, um, the last part of the book, the last, the final three chapters, takes up several failed projects. And so before we discuss them in more detail, I wanted to ask you about this as a methodological approach. I was reminded of Londa Schiebinger's notion of tracing the production of ignorance, right? So and I think that what you're doing is a little bit different, but it's a shared kind of interest in things that didn't come about. So um, I would love to hear your you make your case for looking at things that didn't happen and why they matter. So yes, I'm I'm
1: I'm very interested in in this idea because because I think there is a there is a there is a type of history that I that I that I am very appreciative of, and it's and it's a history that that explains how we get to a certain point, right? The the most the 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 perhaps the the best known example that I can think of is is. Is the work of Benedict Anderson, right? It is an inquiry into the origins of, of nationalism, right? Reflections on the origin of, of nationalism. So, it's a it's an origins narrative, right? Uh, and I think I think origins narratives uh, are very important. They explain how we get to a certain point. But at the same time, I'm 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 I'm, inter- I'm, I'm interested in so in in this project and in and in and in other other projects i'm interested in trying to see the past as the present for the people that 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 i am studying right so so from and if we if we approach the past as the present of those whose lives we're studying we are going to see that they Imagine potential futures, right? I, this is this is associated with with with, with what I uh, called in the book the geopolitical imagination, right? The ways in which the people that I study interpreted their present and envisioned potential paths towards towards the future. Uh, this is what Manu Goswami calls the the open ended constellation of of potential of potential futures. Uh, of course, many of these potential futures never end up happening. One could think of of, of them as 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 failed as, as failed projects, right? But but the but they were perceived as as, as plausible, right? I have it. One one chapter one one chapter uh, uh, imagines the the or or. Deals with the with the idea that 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 certain that certain merchants and planters in in the province of Cartagena in in what is today northern Colombia and and merchants and planters in Kingston were imagining imagining and to some and to some extent were uh, interested in the possibility of the British Empire turning south and and and. Potentially conquering uh, the, the northern uh, northern northern parts of, of south america right uh, so 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 that that idea uh, of 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 looking of in a way of standing in the boots of, of, of the of, of those who, whose lives I'm studying to try to see what uh, to to let them show me. The, the potential futures that they that they imagine to 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 let them show them how they imagine that their very complicated present could evolve into a future, right?
0: Yeah. So Simon Bolivar's Jamaican letter is so canonized that it's easy to forget that he actually wrote it in a context that they were. Things that he was trying to do and people that he was writing to. Can you tell a, talk a little bit about the context and and why actually in the end it didn't work out for him?
1: So yes, Simón Bolívar is the is well is the subject here of my chapter uh, chapter five, Simón Bolívar's Caribbean adventures and and so for 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 me the the, the story that I that I wanted to, to tell in this in this chapter is a story of of the. Of the wars of independence in Spanish America, actually happening in the Caribbean, actually happening in 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 ways that 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 someone like Simón Bolívar uh, uh, predicted and not predicted and failed to predict. Right? So he goes to he goes to Jamaica in in May 18, 1815. Uh, he sort of expelled from 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 New Granada. Uh, and and he he gets to Jamaica with the with with the immediate idea of of, of resuming the fight right of the of resuming the fight uh, with the with the help of uh, British authorities and Jamaican authorities he he gets to Jamaica and he's very very optimistic during perhaps his first uh, three or four months in in Jamaica uh, so but by the end of 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 1815. Uh, he is, he, he realizes that, 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 that the British are going to, to stick with their, to, to their, to their neutrality policy. Uh, I guess luckily for him, uh, right next to Jamaica in, in, in Haiti, uh, Alexander Petioni is, is, is offering uh help to Bolivar, right? Uh, there was a moment in, in, So this this becomes the story of of how of how with the help of Alexander Petion in Haiti Bolivar was able to 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 resume the fighting in 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 South America to resume the fighting that that eventually led to the to the independence of Colombia and other and other countries in in South America, but it was very important to me that in in reading closely the 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 letters of of Bolivar, uh, the his his logic emerge from the from those letters there is a there is a, a, a wonderful letter in which he he tells his his friend and collaborator uh, Louis Brion who uh, who is from Curacao and Louis Brion ends up being the the head of the of the first Colombian Navy uh, so so Bolivar writes to him when he uh, when, at, a, at a moment in late 1815 when Brion is telling him, is urging Bolivar to come to Haiti. Uh, Bolivar tells Brion, I don't want to live yet. I don't want to hurt this gentleman's sensi- sensibilities. Uh, and there I started to see uh, 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 Bolivar's uh, sort of unwillingness or uncomfortability with, the, with, the, with, with, with Haiti's aid, right? It was in in his mind, uh, his 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 plan was to get to, to get help from Britain, uh, not from from Britain, from the British Empire, not from the emerging Black Republic that that was already seen with suspicious uh, by 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 him and and others in the in the Atlantic world, right?
0: Yeah, and interestingly, and ironically, the Haitians helped him out there because they didn't want to be seen as having helped him. So they they had him keep quiet about the assistance that he was that he was given. Right. So there was a kind of strange confluence there of, of silencing. Exactly. Exactly. It, it
1: it worked out well for 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 Bolivar. Uh, Petion, Petion asks Bolivar for for a little favor of of of. Uh, of of keeping it keeping it a secret, uh, so it 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 worked out for for Bolivar. Of course, the secret was was basically impossible to 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 keep. Uh, Spanish agents were in Haiti. Uh, Spanish agents were 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 well aware of what was going on, and 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 there there's also a very interesting. Uh, Diplomatic uh, diplomatic correspondence between Spanish officers and, and Petion uh, Petion uh, denying his, his aid to Bolivar, but Petion denying his aid to Bolivar at a point where, where the Spanish uh, where the Spanish officers uh, who had even sent spies into into Haiti uh, knew very clearly what what had happened.
0: So you end the book with another kind of silencing, which is um, a, yet another also uh, methodology, which I really enjoyed. And that was um, tracing this notion of what you call de-Caribbeanization in, in what was to become Colombia. H- how did that work? What's de-Caribbeanization and, and what's at stake?
1: So I think at, at
0: stake here is... is
1: is. It's it's a lot. it at stake here. Is is a re, is is a reinterpretation of of of, of Colombia's national history. This this last chapter is sort of the chapter that I in which I I try to understand something that 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 is that is very that is that is actually central to to Colombia's uh, to Colombia's history and to and to the. And to the, the way in which Colombia's history has, has been narrated. There's this, this narrative of Colombia as a country of, of regions. Uh, In this, in this narrative of the country of Colombia as a country of regions, uh, the Caribbean uh, is, is seen as, as left out, is certainly perceived. The Caribbean and the, and the people of Caribbean Colombia and of, of Northern Colombia certainly perceived themselves or ourselves because i include myself in in that in that group as as being in a way left out right and so a couple of historians have written about the idea of 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 la nación andina the andean the andean nation right uh, for me in this in this chapter uh, it was clear that the that the andean nation was uh, was was a political a political project uh, that that had a history right uh, so the the while some colombian historians have have written about this idea of an andean nation it has also it, it has been written within a national framework uh, for me it was it for me it was important to write this uh, also, as an Atlantic story, right? And the, and the story of the de Caribbeanization of the, of the, of the Colombian Republic and the creation of what I call an Andean Atlantic nation uh, is, is central to the, to the 19th century nation making strategy of, of the, of, of the Colombian, of the Andean Colombian elites, right? A way in which they, they, built this andean atlantic nation uh and it's a way that i explore in this in this chapter uh, a way in which they de the caribbean nation uh was through maps so i have this detailed section in which i i i analyze uh, over 60 maps uh just looking for the name of the sea and it turns out that in the throughout the, the 19th century from the from the 18 from the 1810s to the to the 1860s it is a, a trajectory emerges in the way in which the sea to the north of the republic was was called right uh, uh, it it shifted from Mar del Norte North Sea in the in the in the late colonial period uh, to a very brief moment, especially in British maps, where the name Caribbean Sea appeared, uh, to a shift towards the 1850s and 1860s to to calling it Oceano Atlántico. So I analyze uh, Atlantic Ocean. I analyze a couple of of, of geography textbooks. Uh, that were written in the form of catechisms uh, that were asking, asking students, uh, what are the, the, the limits, the, the, the boundaries of the, of the Colombian nation? And the answer was to the north, it limits with the, with the Atlantic Ocean. My argument there is that, is that being associated with the Atlantic uh, instead of the Caribbean allowed Colombian nation makers to, to, to think of themselves as part of an Atlantic community of civilized nations, instead of a of a of a of a Caribbean that was perceived as 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 black, as uncivilized, as 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 barbaric, right? So the the that chapter offered me a a, a good way to to close the book because because I think a uh, a thing that the, that the book does is that it clearly shows this this previously un Unknown history of strong connections with the Caribbean, right? The uh, the the territory that became that later in the nineteenth century became Colombia. I show that in in this book that that in the late eighteenth and early nineteenth century was very much part of the Caribbean, right? The, the connections were really really strong, yet that is not the that is not part of the history that 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 as colombian uh, i was i was taught right so that made it clear for me that that a process that 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 forgetting about these caribbean connections uh, was a process uh, a process of decaribianization that i concluded in this in this chapter was a fundamental component of the nation making a, of Colombia's nation making project.
0: So the geographic imagination is really important part of this book. Do you think that you chose a moment of a moment a place and a time of particularly rich imagined projects or do you think that 20th century historians of elsewhere have some work to do in finding these failed projects and alternative geographies?
1: I think I think historians of the of the of the of of the of the 20th century of the 19th century of the of the 18th century can can uh, find these 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 alternative ways of seeing the world I think it's important to to rethink uh, regions to rethink to rethink world regionalization schemes or to rethink area studies uh, frameworks right uh, I think it is important to 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 very consciously think of 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 the world as 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 those whose lives were studying it uh, interpreted it experienced it and in doing so we we let the the subjects of our of our histories uh, well, show us their 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 world right but I but I do think that this that this a period that this age of revolutions that that I study, that, that that many other uh, Atlantic historians study, is very is very rich in terms of this of this geopolitical imagination and of this uh, and of the existence of 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 many ways in which in which the future was imagined. Right there's there's also this this narrative that this era. Uh, is characterized by a transition from from colony to nation well yes that's what ended up happening right but the but the geopolitical imagination of the of the of the time uh, well yes many people were thinking about about independence taking the form of the emerging of, of the emergence of a of a nation or or of the emergence of a republic but many other the, there were uh, political imaginaries of, of monarchism uh, Throughout the nineteenth the nineteenth century, so so it is. Uh, this period is definitely rich in terms of the of the of the political projects that many actors envision. This uh, period is also rich in terms of the of of the of the shape that those political entities that. That different actors aspire to create could take right, but but I think uh, the the idea of of, of, of letting of, of letting the subjects we study show us their their place in the world uh, has has applications uh, beyond beyond this period.
0: So I've taken up a lot of your time today. Before we close, though, I just wanted to ask, what's next for you? What are you working on now?
1: So I'm currently uh, working on 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 two projects. Sort of uh, the the first project, the one in which I intend to focus my 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 energy, my energies. Now it's it's a. I can describe it describe it as a as a retel- as retelling the history of the rise of capitalism from, from the shores of New Granada, right? From this uh from from the provinces of what is today Northern Colombia. And and this project comes out of of, of lots of lots of Old and recent uh, readings that I that I that I've been doing uh, on 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 the development of plantation societies in in the Caribbean. Uh, more recently, I've been reading I've been reading uh, uh, recent recent approaches to the to the rise of capitalism. I've been uh, I guess inspired by the by the work of 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 John Tutino, by the work of Ken Pomeranz and by their their idea of the of of, of the polycentric nature of the of the rise of capitalism right this idea that that of of capitalism not really emerging simply in 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 britain but but of but of different places in the world that that have that different historians have have identified as 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 places where where where, where Relations of production that resemble what we call capitalism were emerging in the in the late eighteenth century. Uh, so I think these these stories are 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 making it possible to construct a global history of the of the rise of capitalism, right? But in this global history of the rise of capitalism, I think uh, several places, many places, actually, like New Granada, like the the what is now uh, Colombia, right, uh, are being left out. And they are being left out because they didn't uh, become key sites of capitalist development, right? Yet it is very clear to me that in the late 18th century, uh, political economists in New Granada, uh, merchants in New Granada, uh, imperial officers in New Granada, uh we're thinking about about ways of of turning the their their provinces into into key sites of of production into key sites of what we can call capitalist development right uh, they were in conversation with 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 spanish uh Imperial officers in 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 Spain, they were in in conversation and and competition with 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 planters in Cuba. Cuba ended up becoming the great the great the greatest uh, sugar producer of the nineteenth century. New Granada didn't really become a, a, a sugar producer, but but they certainly tried, right? So they were they were involved in this in this uh, in in these efforts uh, that. Out of which comes what we can call the the origins of, of capitalism. And then I'm also, <laughs> so, and then I'm also, I'm also s- sort of starting to think of a of a of, of a project on on Spanish speaking communities in anglophone cities in the Americas. Uh, in the very early nineteenth century, I've been I've been a sort of very. Uh, I was recently reading the, the the correspondence of a Cuban poet Jose Maria Heredia who lived in New York in in between 1823 and 1825, and and and, and reading his correspondence uh, 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 was sort of an inspiration for 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 me to to try to to uncover these these communities of Spanish speakers that were emerging in different in different sides of the of, of the Americas. I've encountered. Uh, uh, I've encountered Colombians in Port of Spain, Trinidad, in the in the 1810s. Uh, Simón Bolívar and many others were in Kingston in the in the 1810s. Uh, so, so I've, I've I've been sort of gradually accumulating information in different archives about 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 a number of of of, of, of Spanish speakers that that were living in in different in different. Uh, Anglophone cities in, in the US but also in the Caribbean and I want to to reconstruct the, 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 the lives of these of, of these of these communities
0: So I can see traces of the of the first project and, and the branching out into a couple of different really interesting pursuits. Thank you so much I've really enjoyed talking to you today Thank you Alejandra.
1: it was a pleasure talking to you.
0: Thanks for listening to New Books in Caribbean Studies. I'm Alejandra Bronfman, and I hope you can join me next time.